So I just happened to ask them, like, what is your license plate number? And they read every letter and digit from that picture. And it turns out that they were there celebrating mm. their friend's birthday. And at no point in the restaurant did we see each other, engage with each other, interact. By the time I got back to my car, his car was gone. And yet, here we are five months later, laying in bed together, mm-hmm. talking to each other in like in a budding relationship. So, you know, funnily enough, could that have been my husband? We're still together now. We'll, we'll see. Well, it's all up to you because, I mean, at that point, it sounds like you claim that in a sense, unknowingly or your higher conscience or whatever. And did. And again, I think that's another thing, too, with why, like, the transition part of the relationship being that we're still so new in it is so, like, daunting Mm -hmm. because we've... Yeah, you show me. Mm -hmm. We've already, like, gone ring shopping. Mm -hmm. Like, we've already... We already know what it is. So now it's just a matter of. And so let me ask you then, why would you feel um, any disconnect or any of the feelings that you're feeling when you've you have all this confirmation that this is yours? You know what I mean? Or I guess is it just that you like to say your love language is kind of. Yeah, I feel like in the absence of physical touch and quality time, my love language has transformed into. words of affirmation so like where before and that's the thing about it too where it's like again i know that i'm being irrational because he tells me he loves me all the time like it's just i need physical space and again words are powerful Mm -hmm. because i did tell him and i told myself i would never be in another long distance relationship again this is my second here one. we are <laughs> and yet here i am and then i also made mention like while we were booking all these plane tickets and seeing each other literally every other weekend that we should spread them out because april and may were going to be difficult mm-hmm. because i don't have yeah, as i don't many, know yeah, yeah. i don't have as many <laughs> days off with um you know with school and stuff so if we could spread them out or save some for april and may then that would be the time that we're going to end up meeting them because from prior experience being in a long distance relationship and just, you know, with work in general, those are the months where there's really limited movement. So I said that, and sure enough, April has been rough. Mm-hmm. So now I've been saying May is going to be great mm-hmm. because I have to, I'm eating those words right back up. May is going to be great. It's going to be smooth sailing. But I feel like, yeah, my love language has, has switched. Like I need to constantly hear, even now, that you want me to come up there like you want me to be with you you can't wait like the enthusiasm seems to have kind of ebbed and it's more so just in the words of affirmation Mm -hmm. because in my mind it's like okay so you hanging out with other bitches now and i don't be hearing i love you no more is what i mean or you out with your friends and i can't get a facetime call for 30 seconds what that mean if you're looking like that's weird like that's suspicious Mm -hmm. because again like and and that's what it is too it's little thing again i need to be a bimbo and an airhead and not think so deeply but it's like if you can call me if you can call me right before i have to start work Mm -hmm. just to say hey babe just got out of a meeting just want to say i love you enjoy your day Mm -hmm. but then you go out of town and you around your friends and i'm facetiming you and i can't get a call back Mm mm-hmm my foot already shaking that's weird yeah now while i understand that someone who is in love would understand space and that the time he has with his friends is the time he has with his friends in my mind it's it shouldn't be either or when it can be both yeah because what i'm asking for i don't feel like is irrational you trying to tell me that you would rather text me intermittently throughout the day than to have a 30 second facetime call and you go about your day is weird to me Mm. i'm trying to understand the logic there but maybe you FaceTime me because that's what I like. And maybe mm. texting is what you like. Mm-hmm. But you love me enough to give me that thing mm-hmm. at a distance. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we do FaceTime often. So like now on weekends, we're not really face. Well, he did FaceTime me yesterday real quick to show off his skating skills. Mm-hmm. But like on weekends when he's out with his friends, I'm more so going to get texts. And I won't get FaceTime calls, yeah. which is what I prefer. Yeah. So to me, again, is that the old, little compromise? Right. I, well, unintentionally, because in my mind, I still would just prefer for you to FaceTime me. Like, and that's what I think about. Like when we were out in Chicago, you know, like um, our deuce beat. She will call that man at any point in time. We could be at a restaurant table. We could be sitting outside. We could be going in line for some attraction. And she is on FaceTime with that man. I will say, have a kid. no shade mm-hmm. 
to our sister. Yeah. That's not the same comparison. What you mean? Yours and and hers. What you mean? Two different mindsets, two different go-getters. So be careful who you compare because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. And see, and that's why I'm like, I feel like in my mind, I want to, and he'd be saying the same thing too, because there was another conversation sidebar that he was having with like some of his friends about, um, I guess the way women are treated while they're pregnant and somebody brought up like Asian women and how like, you don't see, you've never seen an Asian woman pregnant. That is crazy. Very rarely. Like nobody recognized till I say that sentence, people be like, fucking right. It's like fat Asian people. Yeah. But now it's a little bit more. But but culturally they hide their women. Like they put them on bed rest, very Uh low work because they're main purpose at that point is to deliver a healthy child Mm -hmm. so my boyfriend was talking about like you know culturally those people like those women get treated like shit they're second class citizens until they get pregnant then they get treated like royalty but at that point it's really only if you having a boy Mm -hmm. so like for you to for people to be like oh you know asian women you know get pampered while they're pregnant you kind of can't pick and choose without taking into account that they get that treatment at the cost of being treated like shit every other day of the week Mm mm-hmm so same so same thing but in my mind i'm like i think again sometimes we need to be bimbos mm. and not think so deeply mm. and believe that people can pick and choose the parts of situations that they like mm-hmm. i'm telling you for what i want for me i want that part i also want to be treated like a human being every other day of the week but i also like that part mm-hmm. because what i'm getting right now is i'm being treated like a human being every other day of the week and then when i get pregnant i'm still going to be expected to work 40 hours a week and split bills you have lost the fucking plot <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So the idea that people cannot pick and choose the parts of reality that they want to form their own reality is like, who said that? You should be able to. You should be able to. It's only and so logical. if somebody is saying like, oh, I want to be treated like an Asian woman, don't think so deeply that she wants the shitty parts. Like, let's be real. We're literally only talking about the good parts. But as far as this reality is concerned, cannot have one without the other as far as You life. can't. So, I, yeah. Yeah, I don't you know. You can't. Looks so like you that, said the exactly, ebb and the flow. Right, the ebb and the flow. So that that's a very good point that he does ha- kind of have to answer. But in my mind, I'm thinking about just the fact that if I'm calling and you're not busy or you can get away, then step away and answer. But that's selfish for me because if he's with his friends and he wants to give them their undivided attention the way he gives me his undivided attention, I have to respect that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, taking into account that y'all are still in the beginning phase. Even though it don't feel like it. It don't feel like it, but... But but but, we are. And I have to remind him of that. Sometimes he'll even be like, oh, I know you. And I'm like, you know some of me. Because the more time I spend with you, you. (laughs) the more time I spend with you, I do not know you. Yeah. I do not know you. I don't know what we were showing each other for the past uh, five months up until this last little uh, bout of ebb. But if I, I don't know. I don't know. But I do take into account whenever I start to feel that type of way about my relationships too, I have to like um, pep talk myself mm-hmm. and be like, it's because you care. Yeah. Like it's cause you, because you really, really want this. That's, that's, that's really what thing. it is. That's but, the, the foundation. But the reverse is like, but if you really wanted this, you could do both and i feel like that's where again i feel like i'm being toxic because even right now like granted i'm with you i could be texting him if he was texting me and it wouldn't really bother me to do both but because of how he is he has that boundary of when he's with his friends he's with his friends i have that boundary like i'm not why am i over and that's another thing too we as women will overexert ourselves and do the fucking most for these men and get mad when it's not reciprocated. Why? But it was never said that. Who asked you to do that? Yep. Who asked you to do that? You Mm -hmm. put that on yourself, and we convince ourselves that we're being thoughtful and we're thinking of them, but then when it's not returned, it's kind of confusing because you're supposed to, or we're taught that you teach people how to treat you, and so we lavish all this love and affection on them, hoping that they'll write that shit down, and we're dealing with airheads. Yeah. Do what you want because you feel like. Yeah. But that 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 in itself is a whole other ballgame. But I that, that also, doing that. yeah, that also is where unconditional love stems from because that's no matter what conditions mm-hmm. we're in, I'm still going to choose to love you. So even if you're not giving me this thing that I feel like 
you should be giving me, mm-hmm. I'm still going to love you. And that's and that's kind of where it is. But at the same time, it's like, yes, I love you, but do I like you as a person now? Mm, yeah. And that is another that's a, thing that's that I feel question. like contributes to that that angst in my chest is like lately it's kind of feeling like now that I'm seeing certain things and granted it's who I need to be and the type of relationship I ultimately want to be where both people are confident in one another but also kind of independent at the same time and not codependent where we're putting all of everything on each other like Mm -hmm. we still have friends we still Mm -hmm. have family we're not isolating ourselves it's like mm, I don't know I don't know this change is uncomfortable this change is uncomfortable and I don't really think I like it but again, I need to be a surface level thinker. Because I was going to say, too, another thing with change, change is supposed to be uncomfortable because you're mm-hmm. not used to it. Exactly. And after a while, it doesn't feel uncomfortable anymore because now you for- fully had right. your metamorphosis. Exactly. And that's what, and that's the, the thing deep down, because I was talking to um, Sis earlier, I was talking to her yesterday about it and just kind of venting about like the past disagreements that we've been having because I've been so in my head about it and I just needed to get it out and hear some feedback and it was like i'm still gonna see this through like i at least need to see what it's like when we're in person like i i have to get through this part because i i need to see it through i need to and there's also another part of me that's like i don't even have the mental bandwidth to juggle trying to achieve my goals in the next four months and deal with this and deal with this bullshit like that that voice in my head and gotta get the fuck like i have to i have to focus and that's i have to focus that is honestly if there isn't any better mirror of what you're going through Mm -hmm. that would be it because Mm -hmm. now you're seeing someone who is um hyper focused Mm -hmm. and you're hearing this person telling you that you need to get hyper focused Mm mm-hmm or you hearing yeah, you tell you yeah, that you that need, need to get because again it's like if i was if how can with all that i have on my plate because granted i did decide i just bought that book as if i don't have enough shit going on inside i don't want to pick up reading again you do though <laughs> you do because that's like the thing is like we we read for our jobs and for yeah. our school and mm-hmm. we think that that's reading but it's not it's not you need something that you're enjoying reading that's actually ultimately building you as a and person that is what i and that's why i got the book because i'm like i need different perspectives i know that i don't know everything and i need some other resources to help change my mind which will help me change my emotions and then i'll be able to vibrate higher and then from there the world is my oyster but bitch, when I tell you this, it's like the powers at be are like, girl, you don't want this. Mm-hmm. You don't really want this. You want it? Fight back. Fight back. Mm-hmm. And then they jump me and they and I try to, and they be like, no, nah, no, nah, let it get up. Let it get up. Let it get up. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. And then I start fighting for my life again. And I get thumped again. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, let it get up. Let it get up. And my higher self is like, you can do this. Yeah. But there's 47 of them, sis. You want to jump in? You want to give me a hand? You want to help? Now you have to do this David by yourself. David and Goliath. What do you mean I got to do this by myself? What do you mean I got to do this by myself? Because you have to show myself? yourself that you could do it by yourself. I have to be, I have to be forged. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just fall into place as easily. And that's what it is. I find that life is just so... That's why I said life is so heavy. Mm-hmm. Because I won't say that it's hard necessarily. Mm-hmm. I feel like we get better with each challenge. We learn something, we get better at adapting, but it is a hard thing to carry. And like I told my boyfriend, he's like, you know, just you got a lot going on. You just got to try to take it easy if you're feeling overwhelmed. And I'm like, it's really not that. What I find for me and why, like before meeting him, I could just let things fall to the wayside is because none of us is getting out of this shit alive. So to work yourself to the bone and have all this discipline to achieve these goals and to do this thing over and over again, like you said, the journey is the destination. It's constantly fleeting. And also, it's just like, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. I do, you know, you did point out that men being bimbos, but I think they they miss something that we actually do have because mm-hmm. um, they get so consumed in their progression mm-hmm. and their um, money and, and status. Their money and, yeah, the status. And they don't, I, well, I can't speak for them. I don't know if they mm-hmm. don't see it, but um, it seems like they don't see the bigger picture that 
these material things like these moments are honestly all you have yeah. like you're you're missing out on family and yeah. moments and things like that and mm-hmm. I, I get that you I get that you have to work and you feel like you need to support the family mm-hmm. but you have the power too to be able to have both yep yep and and also to some like I tell my boyfriend sometimes you have to stop and smell the roses that part everything you have right now is a prayer mm-hmm I understand like you and then also too I feel like me I'm also a reflection in a sense to him of like what 30 is gonna look like or what he wants to look like by 30 and it's like you still have to stop and smell the roses like he goes so hard for everything and that's my thing too is like again you knew who you were before you met me Mm -hmm. you got to know me and let you tell it the reason he knew he wanted to marry me or knows he wants to marry me so quickly is because the stuff he's doing with me he wasn't trying to do with his ex and they were together for four years Mm. so if there was something in me that attracted you in that light or conversations we were having where you felt like this could happen don't lose sight of that because you're moving on to the next goal yeah don't like and to an extent like that's where i have to have a boundary of you can't really put me on the back burner because I was chilling, minding my business. You could have waited and accomplished all that shit and then come and found me. Yeah. You wanted to do both. Yeah. So for you to not be frustrated that your plate is full and look at me to understanding, my plate is overflowing. Yeah. And it's exacerbated by what we have going on and then us being long distance on top of that. And yet I'm still choosing you. Yeah. So to not be chosen or feel like I'm not being chosen all the time is just like that's where the disconnect kind of comes in. But then again, I got to be rational because. But if you choose not you. Me. Yeah, I was going to say, but if you choose and, you, yep. you don't need him to choose and you. And that's what I've been telling myself. Like the other day, I'm like, damn, you're in love with yourself. Why you be worried about him like that? Hello. Like you are in love with yourself. You love you some you. Nobody takes care of you. Like you, you get what you want. You work hard so you can have the things that you want. You hug yourself. You love on yourself in a way that nobody can. You love you some you. At what point, and I did this with my very first boyfriend. I did this with my very first boyfriend. We had we were in good places on those first relationships. Girl, we I were. Tell you. Listen, I was. I tell you, because I didn't even cry the first time I got dumped. Yeah. Because I loved me more than this I, relationship. I, at the time, it's I, I didn't realize it until I had joined um, this org on campus and started hanging around more guys because they had a male counterpart. And that man asked me for a break. All he asked me was for a break. And I remember we had this conversation and I was so explicit. I'm like, we're on a break. The stomies were together. Like, there's no cheating. You can't kiss nobody. Sex. And I was so explicit. I was like vaginal, anal, oral is considered cheating. Mm-hmm. You entertain somebody, it's cheating. We ain't got to talk every day no more. But anything I just mentioned happens, you're single. Mm-hmm. Speak not forever, hold your peace. You're trying to get down like that. We don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. So we ended up taking a break and um, that shit was like something out of Twilight. When Bella was like, she felt like she had a hole in her chest and had to physically hold her, her rib cage together yeah, so her yeah. organs would fall out. <laughs> Bitch, that was me. I was trying to, dog, when I tell you, I was going through it. I was, I was empty. That's the only way I could describe it. I was a mm. shell of myself at probably like 19 years old. Yeah. A shell. Laughing, hollow. <laughs> Smiles, meaningless. Food, tasteless. <laughs> I was consumed by this break. Yeah. And then, you know, social media just started popping. So like yeah. Twitter and stuff like that, Instagram. And even from before, I've always been into tech in some way, shape or form. I could dox somebody easily. Mm-hmm. And I doxed his ass. And for those of you who don't know what doxing is, it's when you type in people's social media names, either on Google or in the search bar, and you type in specific keywords. You can see interactions and stuff like that. Like, people leave a digital footprint that they wouldn't believe. That's why I'm not on that shit. Girl. And so I ended up finding a tag picture of him hugged up with some girl in, like, formal attire. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm Mm-hmm. And he was like, he tried to explain it away. And I was like, yeah, okay, so if I had a nigga hugged up behind me the same way you hugged up behind her, your chest wouldn't be your asshole? Mm-hmm. niggas got quiet mm-hmm. but I was so distraught by this break and the way that he was acting and something said go to church that's when I was a Christian and uh, yeah do not do not identify no bone get your yeah. mama um, but I decided to go to church and I went to church of all nations mm-hmm. random Sunday 
Is that the one on Glade? Yes, you know the word. You know the one. You know the one. Every Sunday. Okay. Because the on campus ones was real judgy. Yeah. Them yeah, on campus yeah. was very much yeah. going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Dog, you know the ones. Yeah. Them on campus ones, you was going yeah, to hell. Yeah, no, they ask you off rip when they catch you on the breezeway. Are, are, do you think you're going to hell? Yeah. Like, what are you asking I went me? To I'm going to class. On campus Bible studies, and I was like, oh no, you're trying to condemn everything they're doing in college. And everything. that's not the God I serve. Everything. But yeah, I went in there, and the pastor was talking about. Um, when we left Easter just passed. Pastor was talking about resurrection. But he was focusing on Jesus being placed in the tomb and how they rolled the stone in front of the tomb. And he was like, some of us have created a tomb for ourselves Mm. of our own suffering, Mm. of our own trauma, of our own stresses. And we have locked ourselves in there and we have found comfort in Mm -hmm. that tomb. What we need to do, what we need to do is roll that stone away. Okay. He was like, a lot of us have placed our joy in people. Mm-hmm. And those people have caused us trauma. They've caused us anger. They've caused us hurt. They've caused us pain. And instead of healing from it or looking to God, we enclosed ourselves in this tomb of our pain and made ourselves comfortable. He said, you need to take your joy out of man and put it back in God because man will always disappoint you and God will not. Mm-hmm. Now, I know now that God is me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And God is my higher self. And that when they say that God is in you, they're really talking about us being the creators of our own reality. And I had allowed that child, I had allowed somebody's son to become the holder of my happiness. Where the fuck they do that at? Mm-hmm. So when that man said he wanted a break from me, I lost every bit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bawled in that church pew. <laughs> and I went to church by myself, but I bawled in that church. I might have even had one of them ladies pray over me. Um, but I, I bawled and, and I drove back to my dorm and I thought about that. I was like, fuck this shit, bro. Everybody, I'm not doing this. I'm putting my, I will never put my joy back in another person again. And we ended up dating for like another year or so. And it was so funny throughout. Like he would randomly break up for me with like over stupid arguments. And then one day I was like, yeah, I don't do this no more. And there was no going back after that. Mm-hmm. There was no getting back together. Mm-hmm. And niggas was sick. Mm-hmm. Is it somebody else? Are you dealing with somebody else? What's happening? What's going on? What's all this? That's when you take the table. <laughs> Turn that bitch. Girl, <laughs> I had that table spinning. Sick. Yeah. But I, I, and that, and I ended, I told myself I would never do that again. And then I got in this relationship. And when I said, I'm just going to fall in love freely. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to be worried about nothing. I did that shit again. But look at the growth mm-hmm. because I you see it. it. I recognize it. And now it. that you see it, let's do something. And that's why Especially like, if this is something that you really care about. And that's why I'm like, I have to see it through. And I know like the end goal is what I want. It's just the destination is jumping me, bro. I feel like I'm pledging again, goddamn. That, but Shit, that is hate. But that's life. And I'm trying to cross the burn the sands like tomorrow. That's life. But I can't. But but what's the thing that they tell you too? Well, that we tell people because mm-hmm. we on the other side um, <laughs> is that the haze never stops. It don't even once you cross that sand. Because mm-hmm, I'm still spitting Invictus. I just said don't quit the other day. Mm-hmm. All four, all four lines, all four verses, but I just mm-hmm. you have I always to tell myself see the rest if you must, bitch. But don't you quit. <laughs> It's really, and right now for me, the verse is often the goal is nearer than it seems mm-hmm. to a faint and faltering man. Because this woman is faint, honey. Mm-hmm. She is faltering, okay? At this point, it's like, I'm like dragging on the ground. Mm-hmm. Taking it one elbow at a time. I don't even have steps anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't even have steps anymore. But that's why I'm like, like you said, with the constant like release. Every day. Every day. I can't even name a day in the past two weeks there ain't been some form of waterworks but at the same time I'm like you cry as much because you're releasing i promise you bitch we gonna get there you are releasing your grip yeah we and that's my other thing too and this is why again i'm focusing on trying to be an airhead is letting go Mm -hmm. okay you don't like this let it go yeah i'm trying to be all uh butterflies and lollipops all the time like and people are like what the fuck is wrong with you so i could be like what the fuck is wrong with you (laughs) Why don't you think that the world is beautiful? Hello, why aren't you seeing the world? Why don't, why don't you see that there are no worries big enough to outweigh the beauty of this world? And that's another thing, too. When I do find myself having that feeling, I'm like, bitch, you know you could die tomorrow. 
I think about that. What is what? Like what? Why? And why are I ask myself this all the time? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing why this? Why are we? That's how doing I feel this? after after shroom and psychedelic trips. Because the next day I surely be like, why am I working? <laughs> when I could die any minute that now. That is what. And then that, like I said, I told my boyfriend, the goal is not the issue. It's keeping my shit together mm-hmm. until I can see it through. Because mm-hmm. the voices, the thoughts. I don't think intrusive is the word. They're malignant. Mm, yeah. Ooh. They just don't stop growing. Mm. And it's like, no matter what you try to feed it, it's like those past traumas and issues are a constant reminder of, yeah, it could go fucking wrong. Like as much as you want to be positive. But honestly, up- that's not even wrong because those lead you to better things that you like that shows you proof of, okay, this thing wasn't clearly what I really wanted. Right. And like let lets you fine tune it a little bit. At least that's how I, because I'm I'm trying to tell myself that you know nothing is good or bad or yes. right or wrong. It's like take different. that out of right. it. It's just something you may not want at that mm-hmm. time. Period. And that's okay because this is yes. the world of choice and choosing. Choose if that's not what you want. Choose something else. But you keep when you perpetuate that trauma and you keep choosing what you don't want, like the only person you can blame is yourself. But that's the thing. There's going to be bad. It's the choosing. It's when you do choose wrong Mm -hmm. or you do make that mistake. Or like when we can say like, you know, I did know better, but I didn't choose better. Or I I thought I planned everything out. I had everything planned out to a T and then it still didn't work out. And now you're stuck with the pieces of like, and in the moment, it's not like, oh, but maybe it's wrong you have to time. Let go, right. like you said. Sometimes it's like, maybe I, maybe it's not the right time. Mm-hmm. But when you convince yourself that that's what you want or that's what you need, and then you work towards it and it doesn't work out, and it's happened time and time and time again, that's where I feel like that doubt starts to come in. But I was just reading something, I think it was um, Law of Promise, where he was like, you want to manifest a better future but you're tied to the traumas of your past. So you have to change your perspective of your past. And instead of it being mistakes and accidents and things not working out, look at it like protection, redirection, or, you know, just something that wasn't meant for you at that time. And then if you look at it from that perspective, Mm -hmm. then when you're trying to plan for the future, you don't have that doubt of, oh, well, this didn't work in the past. That because your past is different now. You Mm -hmm. look at it differently. That's what I'm trying to get to. I be telling myself that, uh, yeah, well, well, and not only that, like I have to check myself. Like if you're telling yourself this thing or trying to, um, kind of coddle your feelings, you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm telling myself, oh, I'm ready for X, Y, Z, you're not ready. Cause it's not here. Mm-hmm. Cause what I always say this all the time. I get the, got this. From, I'm pretty sure you got this from somewhere else, but I just hear your voice when <laughs> I hear it. But, um, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yeah. So that'd be that thing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just getting ready and be like, okay, yeah. well, if you're just getting ready, then clearly the thing that you want is not here. That's 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 a profession. If this that's is a, what it is. That's a profession for them damn uh, active shooter situations. If you don't, <laughs> you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And it's so far, sidebar, that intuition, it'll be some mornings I get up and I'm going to work and I'm like, this is strange. <laughs> something's gonna happen today not even or not even something's gonna happen today but it's just like something is something is up i don't know what it is but something is up then i go to work cold yellow cold red and it's like i'm already knowing i'm already knowing it's like i can feel when i don't wake up you don't think that you're creating that though creating those situations no because you know i once heard that the difference between intuition and anxiety is that intuition tries to protect you and anxiety tries to make you afraid i'm not afraid I'm on 10. I'm on go. Like, whatever happens, I'm, I'm ready. No, but I mean the fact that you're already um, in that energy. You're already kind of pre-paving for... Like, I always hear about people think that, oh, I, um, I was angry because of the traffic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, back Mm-mm. it up. You were angry first, mm-hmm. and then you ended up in traffic. Mm -mm. So the thing with that, I only say no because I wake up. Those aren't the days when I wake up in a bad mood. Mm, I'm in a good mood, but something feels off. Mm -hmm. And it's not me and I'm not upset. And like, it's just like you wake up on a regular day. And as I'm it's like as I'm getting closer, it's like it's almost like my future self is just like pay attention to your surroundings. Mm. 
be mindful. And I, I was just uh I was just reading something. I often stay I watch TikTok for the Reddit stories. They're so good. <laughs> They're so good. And they have like the most random topics like when did you know that you were in a place where you weren't supposed to be? And this mm. girl said that she was in the car with her grandma and they were at a stoplight and the light turned green and the grandmother would not drive. Mm. And the car behind her even honked her. And they hadn't been there. It had been like maybe four seconds. Mm-hmm. Car behind her had honked and the girl was like, grandma, go. And the grandma was like, hold on. And right as they would have been going through the intersection and then Paula came and crossed right the mm. red light with a T-bone them immediately. That's what that feeling is. It's more so protective than uh you have an off day and you wake up on the wrong side because today girl the days i wake up on the wrong side of bed no shit be fucking happening it'd just be me pissed with a, with a pissy attitude <laughs> it'd be me by myself angry by myself don't be nothing happening those would be the days some shit could pop up but it don't it's mm-hmm. the days when i wake up in a good mood and i'm just getting to work and i'm like mm-hmm. it's like a sixth sense that's like you know what just be a little mindful and then even still when it happens I'm still protected because one time it happened, I was going to work and I was talking to my boyfriend. I was like, today just feels odd. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Today just feels odd. Got to, um, got to school and there ended up being like a code yellow. There had been like TikTok, you know, threats. Uh-huh. Um, they was cutting up in the school, yeah. tearing down the soap yep. dispensers. I heard all that shit. So it was like around that time. And I'm, I don't remember if there was a, me- no, I don't think there was a meeting that day. But yeah, ended up, I went on lunch. So my school's on block schedule. Mm-hmm. So classes are 88 minutes. So my planning and lunch overlap. That's how I get a two-hour break. So it's an hour and a half for class plus 30 minutes lunch is how my break is so long. Girl, don't you know, during the middle of my break, right after um, the, I think, second lunch was done, one of the teachers further down the hall had a big-ass fight. Like, there were several fights in this classroom. Students were bleeding. Mm. They shut down the bills and held everybody for three hours. Like, that class did not move. That class was about twice as long as it normally should have been. I was in my room by myself, because mm-hmm. I didn't have no kids. So I knew the day was going to be fucked <laughs> up, but I ended Just up... not my, for me, bitch. <laughs> I had my first hour class and my last hour class, and that was it. Yeah. I spent the rest of the time watching... I think I was watching Netflix. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. Because the bells were held, so I couldn't do nothing, but I was like... I be no, but really what it comes from is that um the time I was in a code and it wasn't a drill and the SWAT team showed up mm. and we got pat down and searched by BSO and there was no lunch or anything served after having to hold 11 and 12 God year olds damn. for five hours in a room in complete darkness with no noise and keep them calm you you develop a different type of instinct because that day there were teachers because you couldn't there was no leaving the room at all like i said no lunch is served and that's like a law you have to feed them kids no one went to the bathroom in my class but there were teachers who had kids who had nervous breakdowns and they had to use the science fair boards and the uh, trash cans and turn the a corner of the room into the bathroom there was like urine on the floor like people had knocked over containers students had vomited because from 9 30 to about two o'clock we were on a cold red not a drill you you never you you're I never, can't yeah I, you're never I the can't. same after that. Luckily, my kids were great because the next year we had a similar situation. And one of my students started hyperventilating, and she was a loud crier. Like I had to email her dad to talk to her and calm her down or give her some type of strategy because in a real situation she would have gotten us killed. Yeah, but you just you have those instincts. So that's why when I'm going away, I'm just like, maybe I should turn around. <laughs> maybe I should turn around. Or maybe I should be late today, or maybe I should just call out. Because after that one situation, you'll never be the same again. I was calling everybody. Do you see the news? Do you know what's happening? Luckily, I had a friend who was on the police force, and he remembered I worked at that school, and he texted me. He was like, hey, are you still at the school? And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, I'm with the police department. Because it was a month after Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. Mm. So it was all hands on deck. Even parents who had been in the school for conferences were not allowed to leave. They couldn't get their kids parents showed up outside i want to get my kid you're not getting past the spot team we literally have bso tamarack police sunrise police and plantation police ma'am where you think you where, where are you going right now where are you going but yeah so those that's why i always that is my my differentiator intuition makes me feel safe and protected and anxiety is trying to cause me fear mm. but those and I, I try to be mindful again of my thoughts bro 
Nobody, did they tell us when we were coming down here that I would have to create the whole world yes. simultaneously? And I was like, yeah, sure, and sign me up. Yeah, I'm Bruh, pretty sure you did. I hate to tell you, but I really think fuck we did. that shit, like, all day, We had to. Day. That would be the only logical part of it. Bro, all day, every day, I got to create this shit? All day, every day. But the thing is, is that you have to notice that it's coming from you first. Yeah. So when you feel those mm-hmm. feelings of intuition, it's like, what are you doing to make sure that those premonitions because there mm-hmm. there's one part of it about oracles and things mm-hmm. that they told us that you know when the prophecy is told mm-hmm. it's going to happen mm-hmm. but prophecies can change mm-hmm. and it depends on you prepaving and and mm-hmm. setting the vibration for the change and that's when or that's, you can continue to follow it and right. get what you're gonna get exactly and that's why i focus on the protection of okay something is coming i need to be mindful i'm still gonna expect the best mm-hmm. like i tell my students all the time in those situations, I'm going home at the end of the day. <laughs> I don't really know about y'all, but I'm going home. Mm-hmm. So you can either get with me and stay protected, or you could try to wing this shit yourself and find out. Mm-hmm. But I'm going home. Mm-hmm. That is my affirmation. I'm going home. That's what I've been telling myself day. when I'm driving and I I'm feel I get anxious about a flat tire or an accident or whatever. And it's yeah. like, why are you thinking about that? Why don't you think about parking in your parking lot and and turning your key in your door? And- Girl, even today when I text you, and granted, you did not even take long to text back, but again, this is why I have to reverse this behavior right now. I was like, what if she cancels on me? Like, I kind of really need this talk right now. <laughs> like, what if she cancels on me? I was like, no, no. And then I, I literally imagined your name popping up on my phone saying, yeah, I'm ready for you. That's what I had to think about. Because I'm like, what if she says no? Like, I've been waiting for this all Oh, weekend. you know like, what's funny? Bro, like, it's so funny, like, I, how energies work. Because on my end, and I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm absolutely so grateful for it. I write in my journal all day mm-hmm. long about these podcasts. Um, because then I get to a point where I'm like, damn, what if somebody don't really want to talk to me? Like, or you know what I mean? Like, I don't want, you know, people feeling some type of way or that, you know, just all that stuff. And it don't even be like that. that. Everybody that I've had come, they're like, I love this. And I love to have these conversations. And I'm like, we would have been having this conversation if I didn't have this fucking microphone in my face. Right. No, seriously. That's why I was like, everything is by design. Because even like me not responding again, I... Bro, please, y'all, just just help, okay? Life is just nobody is judging right me. I mean, judging I know you. nobody is judging me, but I'm just like, please, I'm not hiding. I don't hate y'all. I'm not trying to say no. Just, I didn't feel. I honestly, I like, I I'm, truthfully didn't feel that way at all. And you know what's funny is I laughed when I saw your <laughs> your your name pop up because the thing is is that when I first texted you to to uh-huh. do a podcast with me uh-huh. and you didn't respond and then I saw you you know we got a chat together yeah, yeah, yeah. and I saw you in the chat and I'm like oh she you responding I was like whatever but I at the same time I was like Nicole like drop your fucking ego and Girl, let mean. and let it go like just let it go and then I had to sit in my knowing mm-hmm. that there ain't no beef me and you Mm-mm. um ain't no beef there and that's so and funny so, I really text you and, like since I promise that I don't we don't got no beef I love you like, and as soon as, as, soon as you text I don't even remember what was going on that day but as soon as you text me and I saw your name pop up and I was like yep yep <laughs> yep <laughs> No, since we were definitely on the same wavelength. But it's so funny that I did push it off because I wasn't in it. And you might not have been ready, and that's fine. Like I wasn't in it like how I'm in it now, to where it's like, yeah. Now you now you got some content, sis. Now you got something to talk about. Let me I done put you through the life is like I done put you through some things. Yeah, yeah. We got conversations. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. I was like, bro, please. Like Nicole. And then I I did. I responded in the chat and I saw your name. I was like, (laughs) <laughs> this literally be my full happy because I'd be so worried about that fucking That's I'm like, and I just when I tell you my higher self is not leaving me by myself, no matter how much I feel like I'm by myself. Why did I come across a whole thread um on Twitter about the importance as a woman of staying in your community even in a relationship and not isolating yourself within your relationship? You know what's funny when I had when I went through what I went through, um, I just heard, I heard. This is why I, I could never ghost me, do whatever mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. want to do, um, but 
there was a lot about that relationship when it was where it was Mm -hmm. that still carries with me and is still very positive. So when I went through that, all I could hear is his voice in my head saying, um, I'm glad because he said this before. I'm glad you have such good friends. And the fact that I didn't like in this moment where I'm like wanting him to be there. Yeah. I kept hearing him say. I'm glad you have such great friends. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I didn't lean on any of them Mm -hmm. was all on me. And that's where I I find myself. Like, the messages are astounding. And I'm like, you have to keep fighting. You have to keep going because it's so much bigger than what it seems like right now. I just got to find this guy, dang post. (laughs) Don't play it for the people because this okay we we can start with that one this uh sound but it's not even the original of her this what is this tiktok i don't want to get sued depends on what it is i try to play it oh yeah i try to play a kanye west snippet on here and i was like uh you don't want to get sued by your idols no it is but it's um damn bro unless somebody didn't like that Damn, I'm not getting. Oh. Quickly, before I go into the store and before I forget, I'm listening to the Self Love Fix, probably my favorite podcast. And I'm listening to the most current episode, day four of the Nothing Was the Same Week, Setting Boundaries with Confidence. And towards the end, I have like nine minutes and 10 seconds left. I know, very specific. Someone commented saying that your emotions and your body work together and your emotions are like always true or something. And I haven't even heard her answer. I haven't even heard her answer yet, but I just want to say, I'm thinking, I feel like you can get into a trap with this because your emotions actually, I don't know, always aren't true, but I'm thinking they might be and it's just the way that you look at it because you could think someone is sliding you or hurting your feelings and you could really feel that but that's not true and you can do this thing called emotional reasoning where you take your emotions and you project it onto the person as truth but when you go why am i feeling this way and she was talking about i statements and taking responsibility for your feelings She was like, why do I feel this way? How does this affect me? Me, me, me. Like, this is a you thing. Not saying, like, it's a you problem. But take responsibility. Take full accountability for your feelings, for what you're feeling. So when you look at it that way, yes, your emotions are always true because there's something there that they're telling you. And it really helps to not project it outward, but to look inward and ask yourself, why do I feel like this? But you can also take this balance yo you can also take this into extreme which is what i've done for most of my life and ask myself why 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 do i feel this way about this person why do i feel this way why does this hurt my feelings when the person was genuinely like upsetting me and it was a boundary that i needed to enforce and sometimes in those present moments you are worthy of setting that boundary even if you don't know what you're feeling even if like what you're feeling is a you problem like it's it's the whole point is protecting you that's the point of the boundary to protect you so even if you do need to like process some things and then you figure out oh actually this was a me problem that's the point serving you and not the other person but i don't know there's there's a a lot of fluidity and space for issues Tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, sis. This yeah. is what I woke up to and saw on TikTok. And it's literally what I've been battling with with this long distance relationship is my emotional reasoning when I feel slighted. And it's not about him. Mm-hmm. There's, um, and I, I know I'm butchering it. I tried to say this on another podcast too, but I couldn't find the exact quote. But it's something along the lines of, the emotions are the master. It's either behavior or body. Mm-hmm. The emotions are the masters of the behavior or body, but the mind mm-hmm. is the master of emotions. Mm-hmm. So you can you can really trick. Not even it's not even a trick yourself. Yeah, 
it's it's a a, com- a conviction mm-hmm. of it that it is a conviction of it and it's that the conviction and the emotional reasoning and the projection because when i tell you the scenarios i create in my mind about why i'm not getting a text back or like what could possibly be happening about a facetime and it's so funny because <laughs> me and sis that was just on the phone have actually done this where she was there was a guy that she was talking to and there was a situation um, about him like moving possibly somewhere. And when I tell you, so embarrassing, we came up with this whole fucking story. I hate that. Text, Why do we do that? Bitch, we had text messages and screenshots that would correlate to that shit. Had a whole, we was wrong. Listen, we got, we added two and two together and got fish. It was wild. Okay, <laughs> bro. Like we had a whole fucking, like. I want you to imagine if you've ever watched Euphoria or um, The Office when the guy's the like office. thinking and we had the whole board laid out. Yeah. We had the strings attached. We had the photos, the thumbtacks. We were drawing arrows. Bow body, bow body. What is bow body? None of that shit. Don't would make happen. no goddamn sense. <laughs> so I say all that to say if it walks like a duck, has feathers like a duck, has beaks like a duck, it's probably a fucking goose, okay? It's not. It's not. <laughs> it is not. So to see that, and it's so funny, these messages that I'm getting are always from black women. Mm-hmm. Well, if it, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck and it's probably a duck, but also a duck is made up. Yeah. It may not even, duck may not even be the word exactly, that the duck goes by. Exactly. <laughs> or it could be a confused ass goose. Who knows? Yeah. Swan, bitch. We don't know who been to a zoo lately. Who fucking knows? But right. That is Damn. that. Those, those are the yeah. messages that I'm constantly receiving. Like, I literally watched that this morning and had my hand over my mouth. Like, bitch, read me to filth. Mm-hmm. Read me to filth and remind me that my emotions are literally deceiving me and distracting me from what the fuck I need to be doing, which is this goddamn homework. Mm-hmm. Which is this damn homework, which is keeping up with these assignments, reading these books, meditating, and really only making space for positivity. But that's another thing, too. I feel like us being human beings and another reason why that feeling is so addictive. Oh, that's what I was going to say before, too. Bitch, I don't want to be the bigger person all the time. I want to be self-aware. Sometimes I want to just lash out. Sometimes I want to just cuss people out. Sometimes I want to smack a bitch in the face. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that should be okay, too. But because the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the burden of positivity is a yeah. burden, yeah, bro. Like, is. I don't want to be the bigger person all the mm-hmm. time. It has always been so intriguing to me. And this is why I, I, I felt, and I only now have the words for it, like my um my pod is not all the way plugged into the matrix. Yeah. I feel like my little cord Same. is kind of dangling a little Same. bit. And somebody keep walking by kicking that shit. <laughs> so I keep going in and out the matrix. <laughs> but people who can get angry and be blinded by their anger. Yeah. I can't comprehend I that. I can't get there anymore. I mean, I think I once did, but... I don't think I've ever been there. I've always been trying to rationalize what the other person is doing, thinking, feeling, and why they are the way that they are. But to be blinded, even right now in um in my relationship, I find myself, or not even this one, but like past relationships where I'm talking to my partner and the way that they're arguing is like they would square up with me. Mm. It's like, I'm a bitch off the street and you a nigga off the street. And we just going to say that was actually an issue with my ex where I had to tell him, like, we need to work on the way that we communicate with each other, because if you're going to go left, I'm going to drive it off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Like, don't look at me this, to pump the brakes. But at the same time, if you can try to communicate in a way that relays that you're upset, but also that's not disrespectful or mean and where we're coming back to each other, then I can get with that. Because when I'm in a relationship, any argument or disagreement that we have, I'm genuinely trying to defend my side and sometimes possibly trying to see where you're coming from. Or if I see where you're coming from and I don't agree, then I'm going to try to defend my side. However, at no point in time is that supposed to make you feel disrespected. Yeah. Because we're not going to chip at each other like that. Yeah. And his thing was like, oh, when you say X, Y, and Z, I don't really take offense to it because I know you're just saying that out of anger. No, you should not know how I feel about you out of a moment of anger. I should be able to calmly tell you, this is what you're doing. It's upsetting me, and here's why. It shouldn't be like, this is some fucked up ass shit. Why are you doing this? Like, why are we doing all of this drama? And then why, when you have an issue, are you coming to me with that type of drama and expecting a positive response? Mm -hmm. Because I look like a mutable bitch. Mm -hmm. I like I back down. Mm -hmm. That's not what you signed up for. (laughs) You knew what you signed up for. So why did you think that you could talk to me like that and you were going to get, a, oh, wow, babe, I'm so sorry. Where, where the fuck you thought that was going to come from? Mm-hmm. 
So I always feel like people like to be mindful of your words, particularly when you want it to work out with somebody or like the end goal is to come back. Because one thing I don't understand either is like when people in relationships argue and it'd be over something stupid. Mm hmm. She she mentioned responsibility in that video, and mm-hmm. that's another word that I've been learning to de- deconstruct because responsibility isn't it isn't like I'm in charge of something. Mm-hmm. It's the ability to, to respond, respond mm-hmm. as opposed to reactivity. Exactly. Crazy. Exactly. And that's what I'm that's what I would prefer. So when I see people who are like blinded by anger or like another question I ask people that I've dated is like, you ever punched a hole in a wall? That's a red fucking flag. Bro. It is a red fucking flag. But I don't understand. Like when people say they're blinded by anger, or I was so angry, I did this, and it's just like, so you need to tell me, right? What was the situation? Okay, so boom, back to the ultimatum. There's two characters on the show, Ray and Zay, mm-hmm. right? They so the premise of the show is you split from your partner after you get an ultimatum of marriage or not. You date these people, you pick your person, they pick you back, and then you live with that other person for three weeks. Mm-hmm. After those three weeks, you go back to your original partner, mm-hmm. right? So Ray and Zay have not gone back to their original to each other. They are together. They're having an argument, and in the midst of them having this argument, um, the guy feels like he's not being heard, so he like ups and leaves. She's checking his location. She's texting him, calling him. It's been like hours at this point. No response. After a while, his phone is just it's just off, completely off. It's the next day, like 8 a.m., and this man is just now walking through the door. He's single. She don't want nothing to do with him. For eight plus hours, you let her think the absolute worst because even though you're arguing, and in a disagreement, don't y'all still love each other? Mm. Don't you still have care and concern for one another? Mm-hmm. Isn't the end goal to get back from this agreement? Whatever. Uh, Zay decides he's he's off. He wants to. He don't want to talk about it no more. He ended up like going to the club or hanging out with some friends or something and like crashing at somebody's place. Did not come back to the next morning. So the girl is fed up. Done. I'm not dealing with this. Mm-hmm. Zay goes to the girl that he spent the last three weeks with, somebody else that he picked. And she's a hyped up version of his uh, girlfriend. She don't take no shit. Mm-hmm. That's why she's there. She gave her man the ultimatum. So he goes to her to vent to her and is like, oh, you know, yeah, I left and I didn't come back till this morning. And she did it. And the girl's like, I'm sorry. You left after an argument and you let the sun beat you home? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to like say like how he was mad. He needed space. He was upset. And she's like, no, 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 no. Not valid. That is too far because we as women are going to be worried. Like we still care. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can get so angry that you just didn't give a fuck about nothing is just like, what are you even talking about? Mm-hmm. Was the argument even that bad? Mm-hmm. And so the thing oh, also too. So before he ended up going back to old girl to tell what he did, he tried to go back to his girlfriend at 8 a.m. and try to have a conversation now. Mm. now he want to talk about it mm. now he want to work it out mm. for eight fucking hours you ain't think i would like to work this out for eight fucking hours you was like i would rather be angry and, and she just gonna like my thing what did you and think it's was like going to and happen? the thing is that's where words and communication is so important because if you just communicated too that that's what you were going through and I, that would give me at least give me a chance to give you the space to think about whatever you need to think about yep. and me not worry. Yep. Or be like, I'm, a, I'm just going to I'm going to say nothing like radio silence. <laughs> and so and that's what I was telling. Um, I was talking to my boyfriend about it because I'm like, what like what is that with guys where they can be so like. I don't want to say dismissive is the word, but they're, they're the detachment because you did all of that, had this whole big blow up, walked out and eight hours go by. Like the sun is up and bright. It's not even like rising. Mm-hmm. It is in the sky. And now you want to talk about it and you expect her to not be receptive mm-hmm. after she'd been stressed and worried for eight hours mm-hmm. because that argument that she was ready to fucking leave her over and be done with. Now you want to work it out. Do you, My thing is, do you not know yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, when you was thinking about her, you was like, yeah, fuck that bitch, I'm done. Mm-hmm. 
Because that can't be it. Because now you're trying to have a conversation and bring yourselves back together. I mean, you did say men were bimbos. So. I'm try- like, <laughs> so I, and that's, I, I, I was just, when I was watching that show, I was just like, you could not have wanted to work this out with her. Like, there's no possible way that in an eight. But you know, that's is, what they say are. about women, like, especially with breakups. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll go through our hurt and like immediately. Mm-hmm. And then we'll get over that hump. Whereas men... Be trying to convince themselves they don't fuck. Yeah, fuck, but then all of a sudden, all that emotion comes crashing back. Duh, I was just so blown. I'm like, imagine y'all have been together X amount of years, have had X amount of arguments. Why was this one, like, why would this one be the breaking point? Especially yeah. if you're talking to somebody that you said you wanted to marry. What did you think the marriage was going to be like? Y'all yeah. have a disagreement and get divorced? Like, I'm trying to understand the logic, and I feel like that's where... My, my matrix thing is not plugged in the whole way because <laughs> that is so wild to me. Any argument that I get into with a significant other, I'm just ready for that shit to be over. Like, I don't want to drag it out. I don't want to hold grudges. I don't want to be yeah. tit for tat. I don't want to be petty. Not I don't want to act outside myself. I don't want to conspire on ways to make you jealous and get you back. I could have just been single yeah, and not be dealing with any of this, but people be getting angry. Yeah. That I, that I do not understand. But like I said, sometimes I don't want to be the bigger person. Sometimes I want to feel that that innate, that innate rage. Like, let's go back to being primal. <laughs> like, f- fuck a consciousness. You I don't. Scrap? I don't because I, I remember how much that anger, and a lot of people don't realize this when they do act in anger, you think that the other person is feeling more hurt than you because you're the angry one, but all the hurt is going to you. Mm-hmm. All of it, and then ultimately you it. have to deal, and that's that's what stops you. You have it's to like sleep you gotta, with yourself and sleep yep, with that and anger, and that shit the, is heavy. Yep, and you got to deal with the aftermath because after that, that man really was trying to talk to that girl. Yeah, and she was not heavy. not even like she was even arguing back. She was done, completely non-responsive. And that's how women get yep. at that point. We, you don't push me to that point. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting shit from me. And that and that's another that's another aspect of my relationship that I, I'm, I'm learning now too is like some when you want to deal with just because that's when you want to deal with something does not mean that the other person is ready to process it right and, then and there at that point in mm-hmm. time. But do we have the emotional bandwidth to give them the space and then talk about it later? Because after I done came up with my emotional reasoning, which I'm now, you know, another fucking thing I'm going to have to work <laughs> on. Dogs, journey is the destination. Now that I have to think about that, it's just like, damn, I got to be rational. Yeah. I got to be purposeful and intent- and have intention with the words that I'm about to say. Bitch, I want to be a bimbo. I, I don't know about you, but I don't. I don't. I, I I think about you know that ignorance is bliss thing, but I do understand that in that ignorance, I think I'd be so much more of a smaller person than I am becoming now. Like so many things, I think um, comes with that is it feels like freedom, but it's not. In a sense, like I feel like. You're really not choosing what you get. Like you're you're definitely for the most part allowing a lot more mm-hmm. to come and flow in, but I don't I don't this is just my opinion. I don't think you're proactively choosing. And that's what I want more. Like I I look back on a lot of my past relationships and a lot of things went the way they went and I got what I got because I was in that ignorant mindset, but now I feel like I'm reaching for something so much bigger that um, requires more than ignorance. Mm -hmm. It requires deliberation, like doing something on purpose. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of ignorance is missing intention. Mm. I can see that. Yeah. But just like you, I miss it too. I do miss it too. I I miss the days of childhood when... You know, everything was lined up for you. Now I'm learning how to put all those routines that I tried so hard to get rid of Mm -hmm. back into effect in my 30s. So Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) Yeah. It's like you damned if you do, damned if you don't. So just live this fucking life. 
that's hard because i don't even know what i'm again the fact consciousness and knowing that none of us is getting out of here alive and this is probably my 1000th life is just like why the fuck not it's very hard to fight the why the fuck not or or to answer the question of why are we doing this like at this point i've i've started to see why people need to find their purpose in life mm -hmm. because without their purpose there's no journey mm -hmm. what was that i thought i thought about that quote the other day granted we were talking about something in class um but they asked something about like determination or like what motivates you or why this why this particular boot camp or this program and i thought about alice in wonderland when the rabbit was asking alice either it was the rabbit or the guy with the top hat they were asking alice where she was going and she was like i don't know and they said okay well any road can take you, can you go there. this way or this way yeah the rabbit <laughs> any road could take you there so it's like if you don't know where oh you're no no going, no the cheshire yeah it was a cheshire cat well if you don't know where you're going any road could take you there and that that's Ooh. yeah that's what that i meant. just heard that yeah for the bruh <laughs> that is what that if you don't know where you're going any road could take you there pick one you have no destination mm. so me joining this boot camp and lining up these actionable steps and having my binder and having my journal and girl i got this cute ass fucking agenda my life is all together <laughs> it's giving me a path to a clear future because that's nothing too i found myself one of my journal entries was like back in december i was supposed to get this teaching job um in georgia that's supposed to be remote paid like much a, a bit more than what florida is paying mm -hmm. and i had wrote out this script of how i got the job and like really feeling and sitting in those emotions and after going through the interview i realized that even though it was advertised as remote i would have to drive to a building and project mm-hmm so I wouldn't be at home. Yeah. And the thought of the commute from my boyfriend lives to where the um, facility is was like, nah, yeah. I don't think I'm, I don't think it's going to work for me. And so I allowed that to seep in. And ultimately the program ended up falling through and it didn't happen at all. Right. But I came across another TikTok, and it's this other lady. And she was like, you know what? Let me talk to some of y'all. Y'all are manifesting these jobs. Y'all are manifesting these careers, these cars, these homes, these these things. And then you're not getting them and you're wondering why. Whole time, you don't want that job. Mm -hmm. You want the salary and the life that that job would afford you. Mm -hmm. So why not why not but cut not the, the middleman? Mm -hmm. You ask you're trying to manifest things that you not you don't even really want. Yep. Because you're trying to manifest this lifestyle that's gonna require a work ethic that you don't even have. And yep. I was like, Yep. Right. <clears throat> when she said that, I immediately thought about that job. I thought about that commute, and I was like, you don't want that. What you wanted was the $3,000 signing bonus. Mm -hmm. What you wanted was the 8K um, raise in pay. Sorry, 9K raise in pay. That's what you wanted. That, you didn't want that commute. Mm -hmm. You didn't want to teach And you could get that. You, and you can, but that's not the way that you want You don't you have want to take that to. road exactly. for Exactly. So I was like, you know what? Let me try this a different way. Mm hmm and so I started manifest. I started with the first thing she said, work ethic. And that's what I manifested. Mm. I had to start there. And I prayed on it. I was like, God, I need, I need, because I know me. And the thing about it, too, is like, for example, my mom. My mom had me damn near close to 40, and she always wanted to be a detective. She's always been in a mystery and homicide. And instead, she's worked in retail for the last 30 years. So I asked this woman why she never studied or tried to become a, I don't know, just never did. And I realized that she's the type of person to um, make herself small. Mm. Like, she's one of those Jamaicans that thinks that she's different from black people. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I promise these black people think you're all niggers. I mean, hard ER. And if you look at some of the positions or positions you've been passed over for, it most likely comes down to the color of your skin and nothing to do with your capabilities whatsoever. None. But you're so convinced that everybody can tell that you're so different from the group of people you claim to be so elite to yeah in their eyes yeah so how much have you let pass by because of that belief so for me chasing these goals is like i don't want to be like that i don't want to be 67 years old 
looking at my life like, damn, I should have took that opportunity or I should have went harder or I should have did this or I should have done that. I'd rather look back and be like, I'm glad I tried. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I gave it an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So finding this path. That's how is, I think with these relationships. Yeah, I'm like, I'd made the effort. Yeah, I did I'm, try. Gi- I'm giving it a shot. I'm, I'm risking it. I'm putting my emotions on the line, my time, my energy. And I'm going to try because I cannot, cannot look back on these years and be like, you were such a baby. Mm -hmm. You could have did anything with this time. Mm -hmm. And you were worried about feeling too old or this not being the right time or everybody else passing you. So what's the point of even trying now? Crazy. What do you want? So I started with the work ethic because I was giving myself too much grace. And then it just fell into place. So with that first uh, cohort that I did, start like I said, it started in February, ended in April. I had a calendar. Mm-hmm. They broke down the modules, what I should have covered. I made those my goals. I worked towards those. I knew I was going to take the exam. I set the date for it. And I worked up until that date. And then I got in. It was like, bitch, I could do this. What's that? But the, that was easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, bitch, I could do this. Because you know what? Prior to that, I found myself doubting myself about even being able to do this because I'm like, you always quitting something. Mm. Every time some shit get hard, you stop. I tried to go to like PT school, didn't work out. Didn't like it. And I thought about all these things that I quit. And it's like, again, my higher self tapped me on the, it was Lilia. You really didn't want it. She tapped me, she was like, ain't you pledging cross? You know when that shit was going to end, but you did it. Didn't you graduate college? You ain't know when that was going. You ain't know when that was going. Didn't didn't you like get through high school? You ain't know when that was going. Didn't you pack up and move to a whole new state so that you could go to school? Did all the paperwork by yourself and and saw it through? You finish things. You just don't finish things that aren't meant for you. Yep. And I was like, yep. High five, my good sis. That's that's (laughs) what I tell people when they um, I oh I don't like to read. No, you just don't like reading shit that you don't want to yeah. read that's period yeah. wait till you get a book that you really love exactly. and you like damn i can't put this you thing can't down put it down like so it's really reassuring yourself like what you can do anything and if you didn't accomplish it you didn't want to you accomplish want to. it mm-hmm. and once you get down to that so once Message. i figured out my work ethic yeah once i figured out my work ethic was the issue i prayed about it mm-hmm. i prayed about it i prayed about it i prayed about it i manifested it and then also, too, the fact that my boyfriend is such a go-getter, it's hard to see that and not do it. Like, again, yeah. granted, we'll be on FaceTime all day, every day. I'm studying. He's doing work. Mm-hmm. I'm at work. He's doing. He's playing a game. Like, we're, we're together. We're apart, but together yeah. at the same time. So it's like, why sit here and do nothing? Bitch, go, pick up, go study something. Yeah. Go practice a lab. Go do a practice test. Do yeah. something. Or go do something self care. Exactly. Like there's there's how so many options. Care, like how do you take care of yourself? There's so many options. Read go cook for yourself. Yeah. Go find you a hobby. Do yeah. something else that makes you happy. Yeah. And that's set the tone. Now here that we is are. the tone. Well, thank you. 